got you. Oh, you want me? Want me to send you topics? Everybody oh. I know he's gonna be here. Nah, you know what I'm saying? It's Reese on the track. We record right now. I know you hate you how you how much you hate to edit, so Yeah, no, I feel I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to you right now. Oh. Cause I told you, yeah, nah, we try to, you know, I try not to be too wait, which hold on, let me see. This number. Oh yeah, got you, got you, got you. Here they go, brother man. I got you. There you are. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, put your phone on silent. How do you get your phone on silent? Yeah, it's on silent. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. And it's uh, episode 62 of The Reese Show. Um, I'm, you know what I noticed? When I do this little intro, I never introduced myself. And somebody was like, well, who's Reese? And I was like, all right. Fam. You, it's my show. Right. Like, nigga, you tuned in. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad people are tuning in, like people are listening and people who haven't listened before, but it's kind of like, who else you think it was going to be? Uh, okay, so I'm Reese. Uh, I'm your host. Really's not here today. Um, his uh, daughter, Skylar, it was her birthday. They're having a birthday party. He's doing that. Shout out to her. Happy birthday. Beautiful. Um, I'm here today with my beautiful cousin, Hannah. Hannah, you want to introduce yourself? Hola, I'm Rihanna. Hannah is my nickname. Um, O's here. How are you, sir? What's happening? Where's your mic at? You not mic'd up yet? Not yet, but you know, I'm a hostage. Got you. No worries. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Today is hilarious. Um, okay, so uh, I just want to recap the week. I want to get into this. It's Black History Month, uh, you know, this month. And we have, it doesn't feel like other years of Black History Month. There's not a lot of propaganda I haven't seen on TV and shit like that, and Summer hasn't said anything about school, and yeah. I don't know if they have like a Black History Month assembly or anything, but I do feel like we need to be celebrated, and so there's just a couple things that have happened recently that I want to highlight and talk about, but um, first, how was your week? Your week good? Yeah, my week was busy. Valentine's Day week, people are running around everywhere, so... I was yeah. busy, yeah. But it was okay. a good week. And you're right. That's funny you mentioned that because the high school, I haven't heard them say my daughter. I have a mm-hmm. daughter that's in kindergarten. She goes to St. Paul. They, uh, I haven't seen anything about Black History Month out there either. I, I went to St. Paul, and I don't remember doing anything for Black History Month. But I did see it on the calendar, like when I walked into the yeah. school. So I can't say they're like not doing anything, but I haven't. she hasn't mentioned anything. Hasn't been like a big push no, like you see uh-uh. in other years. No. The most I saw, I think, was like the Google commercial. You know, they were like this, the most whatever Googled everything in the world, you know, was like a black person. Was that like, was a really, really good commercial. It was, yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I just haven't seen a lot of anything, you know what I mean? You know what? I've seen a lot of funny black history memes on Facebook. That's the shit I've been seeing, the little jokes. Yeah. You know? You'll always see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year, especially the stuff people have been highlighting, it's been funny, but which, you know, it's a nice little thing to put out there, but Mm -hmm. it's not what it's about. Right, right, right. right. So. Yeah, and I I think that um, I saw a lot of people talking about, you know, there's 29 days this month for black history, which is tight, you know what I mean? But. Uh, I mean, you know, we have the shortest month of the year. I don't want to get into that whole thing again. And I know, just read. We always talk about that every year. I read that it started off as a week, and it was in February because of Frederick Douglass for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so then it expanded to the month, and that's why it was in February. Because we were talking about that earlier. Gotcha. Why did they choose the short? Was that something, you know, that yeah. the man chose for us? But So say that again. What happened? It was Frederick Douglass. I think his birthday. Mm-hmm. Is in this month, and so that's what they ended up doing. It started off as a week, as an ode to him, and then it expanded to a month. Oh, okay. 
So, but I mean, it still is the shortest month of the year. Well, yeah, I mean, because you know, you have Martin Luther King's birthday in January. You, mm-hmm. know, you could easily just do that. Right. How great, how powerful would that be to start off the year with Black History Month? That'd be tight. Yeah, it would. And it it's would a full be. 31 days, right? Right. That'd be tight. But is even a month good enough? Because that's kind of the point. It's like Black history is American history. Yeah, Me and I my friend Nat was too. talking about that the other day. She was saying that it's crazy to her because black people have invented and done so much for this country, but people still consider it American history, but then they don't really want to put out there that it's really due to right. black people and our contribution. I mean, we built the country, you oh, know, yeah. like there not even figuratively. Yeah, like, no, literally. literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, what? What's she talking about? What's this text about? Anyway, um, yeah, no, black history is American history. Um, you know, with the contributions I was saying to your mom earlier, you know, like all the contributions that we've made, you know, all the great inventors, you know, all the culture that we contribute on a daily basis, like still. All the world models themselves after us. They don't want to yeah. say that, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're what all the fads are about. Absolutely. I mean, I, I say it all the time, you know, keep a black woman around, and I really mean that. Right. Um, you know, black women set history for us I know, that's all the right. time. Um, <laughs> You know, the black women are the arch, uh, architects of culture, mm-hmm. you know, at least for us. You know, so we always, you know, when they talk about music, you know, like you listen to the music that the women listen to. Mm. You know, like I've been put on. We were, remember earlier this morning we were talking. That's I was, so funny. I've never heard that. What, really? No. You know what I always hear when you hear a new song and you play it and you're around a dude? It's like, what nigga played that song for you? How you know that? Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> I listen. I mean, a lot of the music that I've been put on to, I mean, except for like the real grimy shit, you know, right. it's like. I've heard it from a woman. Yeah. You know? um, I was talking to a homegirl when I started listening to Alina Baraz. Oh, yeah. I was in her car and I was oh, like, I yo, what is that, this? I that like, kind of music, yeah, for sure. And I was like, yo, this is tight. But then like, it, it put me into that bag. So then Alina Baraz, Sabrina Claudio, Daniel Caesar, yes. her, like, mm-hmm. all that shit. I heard that That's from all my shit. women. I love you all that shit. Yeah. I love that shit. I'm a sap, nigga. Right? I, I, all that shit is tight. <laughs> you need that in your life sometimes. Some, boy, let me tell you, <laughs> some great nights. <laughs> <laughs> Go there, huh? <laughs> That's how you got put onto it. Absolutely, but I, you know, and I never like try to disguise that. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's a lot of things. Like when I was cooking this morning, right? Now I'm saying, you know, like even with the, you know, using the um, what's that paper that you have? The wax paper. Yeah. Learning to put in the wax paper down to make the parchment paper. Yeah. For your bacon, and even the type of bacon. Like, or when you burned yourself, and I was like toothpaste. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All that shit. Put toothpaste like, on the burn. Learn that from women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that women's contributions are grossly understated. You know, yeah. like a lot of the things that I do, like even the way that I clean and the way I, you know, everything, man, you learn from black women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just about paying attention and, you know, giving credit where credit's due. Because yeah. I say it all the time, you know, and I tell you this around I the house. I hear it all the time from I tell you, you men ain't yeah. shit. <laughs> Nigga, we ain't shit. We don't know shit. You now, know. if I sit here and I agree with that. That's fine. <laughs> I tell you men ain't shit. We man, know. sometimes they're not, but sometimes you guys are, you know. But Yeah, I mean, we're... We can be great people, but I say that like in jest. But I really mean like a lot of the things I learn mm-hmm. are from women. Like you know, like I said, you know, fashion, uh, music, culture, right. any, a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, come on, man. I could do for myself, but it'll probably be like the bare minimum, whatever it is. You know, and right. so you know, you just take what you learn and you apply it. I remember one one chick was like, "Oh, you're bougie," and I was like, "No, what? I'm not bougie. I just learned from a woman how to do this better than I was doing it before." Right. You know what I mean, so yeah, uh, it's top not it off. I always try to credit women, you know, as much as I possibly can. And then I heard someone say this week that they're not going to listen to me talk about black women. Which is crazy. And I remember you saying that to me yeah. because I know you and I'm around you so much. Yeah. And I hear the exact opposite. But that's people create things. Well, people don't want to hear. But people who are determined not to hear you 
uh-huh. aren't going to hear you. And nobody's trying to hear that shit when somebody's trying to correct them because they already have their mind made up. That's right. why there's no point in even approaching that. Well, to be, and just to play devil's advocate, to be a little fair, you know, you've done something to put that in someone's mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, like I said, that's just being fair. You know right. I mean? Well, you're just like, good about that. Uh, I try to be accountable. Yeah. Um, I, I try not to run from accountability. Even though you can say, oh, you fucked up, it's like, but I didn't run from saying I was wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, mm-hmm. I was wrong, definitely. I did that thing, and it was wrong, and where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Right. Um, not even to get into that whole shit. Cause that's... Well, because I also don't feel like that whole situation has anything to do with you downing black women in general, because I uh, don't no. ever really hear that. You know what I'm saying? So for her to say, especially about black women, it's like, what did the nigga say about black women? Because I don't never hear him say shit about black women. Right. Nothing not negative. Nothing negative, you know? Yeah. Maybe I mean, dudes talk about women in general. You talk about women in general, but it's never like, oh, black women. Because what do you compare right. it to? All right, all right, all right. Tell them to get over it. Oh, yeah. move no, past that. Like, like <laughs> so this, this is what I'm saying is, is for real, is it, you know, we we get I mean feedback is welcome on any platform mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying yeah. has to be I mean you see the feedback they giving Rush Limbaugh he just won a Medal of Freedom from from President Trump and then he Which called Buttigieg out for being gay and everybody's like yo what's up you see what I'm saying so feedback is gonna be feedback or whatever mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying it's tell people get over it right. you know what I'm saying and it's like man it's your opinion it's the opinion of the host. Right. You know what I'm saying? For sure, the opinion of the host don't represent me, but right, you know it's the opinion of the host. So, man, Ain't you know what I'm saying? For to hear that, his man, name. either get with it or get lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, one or the other. For somebody, like I said, because I don't ever want to run from accountability for anything. So, if I've done something to put something in someone's mind, uh, I want to. If I care enough about you know whatever that perception is, I need to do something to undo that. You know, that thought process that they have, if I care enough, right? Mm-hmm. And because I, I have such love for black women, um, you know, they're, they're literally our gods on earth, I feel like. Um, I, I never want to make that a ne- I never want anybody to think that I view black women negatively, you know, or just right. have so much to say. Because I, I talk a lot of shit, of course. I talk a lot shit about everybody, though. I think right. I keep it pretty fair. Um, but I never want anybody to think that I just constantly and continuously seek to disrespect black women because that's not what it is. Yeah, and not I don't see for me that at from least, me. you know, and yeah, it doesn't have anything to do. With, I hate when people are like, "Oh, you got a daughter," and it's like, "Fam, besides that, before I had a daughter, I wanted to show respect to black women." And, and show even reverence. if it was after you had a daughter, people can change and become better. Like you know, there's a lot of people that you talked about that certain, earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's what hey, they're but here look, for. Even if you didn't have no daughter, right? Like, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> as an engineer, I don't know who your listening base is, mm-hmm. but if your listening base is that goddamn sensitive then, you know, I'm not saying they should listen to somebody else, but I'm just like, man, you know what I'm saying? The whole point of all this is just to bring it just to as the real as how we see it. And, you know, I mean, people ain't always got to agree with you, but I mean, like, man, they can't come over here overly sensitive, man. You right. got you to come yeah. do something else. Like you said, if, it's if about, it's your opinion. Is that high, man. man. Like, they are allowed to have their opinions just like you're allowed to have yours. But if you are so sensitive with your opinion, people take things so seriously. Yeah. Everything so seriously sometimes. You well, know? you know me, Hannah, I really don't try to get caught up in a try to defend myself all the time type shit. You know right. I, mean? I think your actions can speak for you. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and, it's all and everybody's opinion don't matter. So at the end of the day, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't have a point to prove to nobody that thinks something that you know isn't true. So good right. for you. You keep that over there. That don't got nothing to do with me. Yep. Nope. 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 Right. But uh, to wrap it up, uh, week was cool. 
Work was cool, tired. I tried to stay up a couple nights because you called me boring and shit. So we had a bedtime. <laughs> Listen, that's not. <laughs> so I called you boring because you was calling women over thirty boring, and I'm over thirty. But I just want to say he wasn't talking about me. Okay, right. Put that on. Put that on. Uh, on air right now. You uh, was talking your about cousin? me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your family. Yeah. Family. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Hannah when I said first, that. First of I'm, all, I'm she cool. looked she look way too fine to be over 30. Over 30. I think Thank that she's throwing that 30, over 30 out just so she can like impress somebody like, <laughs> like the studio engineer. <laughs> Not to get pushed because I'm like, I think, hold on, over 30. I'm, I think she's trying to just impress about? the studio engineer, hit me no, with this 32 business. Because he made a real direct thing towards women over 30, and he go to bed at 930. He like 930, he's nodding like, oh. Oh, my gosh, your bedtime. It's your bedtime. Yeah, I'll be sleeping, bro. Yeah, oh, what's happening, youngin? <laughs> oh, what? What time I wake up? About 5.30 every yeah, day. All yeah. I know is a grown-ass woman sitting across from you at the table. I don't know if she's 29, 30, 32, <laughs> or 41. She but, well, she, God she's 41 damn. She's 41 at heart. That's all I can say is like, man, stop bringing these motherfucking bums to the studio. Keep bringing her around here. Aww. That's all I can tell you. Look here, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't mind. She might be here more often. Yeah, I'll come more often. You know, we'll see how this goes. It's going to go great. Right. Um, Valentine's Day was the other day. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. We all went out to dinner. Yeah, we took our daughters out. Yep, took the girls out. Uh, we saw Tyrone out. That was tight. Yeah, uh, Coach nice. C, we saw uh, Deontay. And shout out to um, Deontay Damper, man. He's, he's doing a lot yeah. of good work in the community. Uh, he's working with the NAACP right I've now. I've been seeing that article floating around on yep. Facebook. Uh, so I saw, bro, I just had to tell him, you know, congratulations. Uh, love that dude. He's doing something. I think he's doing a, he's leading a, um, what did he tell me the other night? He's leading an assembly at Rainier Beach High School within February 28th. So if anybody can make it out to that, I think you guys should. It'll be a, it's the last Friday of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're honoring a couple couple people. I know you said Kevin Loyal's getting an award from oh, the beach. Oh, go Kev! Um, somebody hey. else is being highlighted as well, and I can't remember. But uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know, we, we talk about community a lot. I know O's really involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just try to speak on what we do. I want to do music reviews. Oh, that would up, be so fun. I want to do that. So if artists want to send me their shit, do that. All right, uh, let's break into the shit, man. Um, let's break into the shit. So really brought this up. He wanted to talk about this, but he's not here today. But I know I would have loved to hear what he had to say about this. He wants to talk about the Malcolm X talk about with him is like all this stuff about race. He's real good about that. Yeah, so. man. I told him um, before. <laughs> I was like, I think you. I, I love having him here because yeah, I don't think he understands like the power of his voice and the power of his words. I mm-hmm. think because he's really great on the mic. He has a lot of things to say. And remember he's a few Seattle years historian. ago for the first time that we actually sat down and talked about it. I was like, I'm just so proud of you. Like you really yeah. like your opinions. They count. You know. Yeah, so. that man. He and it, you got to give people their flowers. Yeah. You know? He, his voice really matters. But mm-hmm. um, he wanted to talk about the Malcolm X documentary, which we didn't make it all the way through. No, we started it. We didn't finish it, though. We got on, well, like, five episodes in, I think, uh, five out of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we left off at, I think, was when they were talking about how they were trying to take, the the Nation of Islam was trying to take the home from Malcolm, Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they got into some, some shit. I didn't know. I knew that he had a relationship with Muhammad Ali. I didn't realize the relationship went that way. I thought it was. I didn't see that part. So what was it? I think so they were talking about how uh, Malcolm was sent to Miami to go help recruit uh, Muhammad Ali okay. to the Nation of Islam because he would be a power player for them, helping you know help them reach right. so many millions more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the way that it's been portrayed to me my whole life was that they had this really close knit relationship. If you watch the movie Ali, you yeah, know, like yeah, they talk about you know like how, how cool that. they were and things like that. Um, and this is before he became you know the champ when he beat Sonny Liston, and I didn't. I didn't realize that um, Malcolm just 
I don't want to say this because I want to shit on his memory because he's not here to speak for himself. But the way they portrayed it was that he just needed to recruit him so that he'd be in good standing with the Nation of Islam again. This is yeah. after Malcolm was suspended after um, saying what, speaking. What was supposed to be nine days. Yeah, it was supposed to have a nine-day suspension from speaking publicly, but he was suspended for speaking down on um, the Kennedy assassination. Right. Or he said famously, you know, uh, it's their chickens coming home to roost. Right, which was left open for interpretation because he said it meant one thing while everybody else took it to mean that he was happy that he was killed. Right. Well, he explained it as being, oh, you know, they've been going out and killing and doing things all over the world. Now it's coming back home like everything goes full circle. But right. that's what happens when you're not clear. Communication is so important. And I feel like he is an articulate enough man that he should have, if that's well, what I he think, meant. I think he kind of just, I think he wanted to leave it open to interpretation because he spoke publicly about how he um, felt before that. He spoke publicly about Kennedy not taking action, you know, for the black community when people were being killed in the streets before. Right. And the only time that they took action as a um, uh, legislation. Well, damn, that's not the word I'm looking for. What's the, the Kennedy administration? The mm -hmm. only time that they took action as an administration was when black people started responding back. When you think about, like, the Watts riots in the 60s and, you know, a lot of these other things and, like, you know, the Birmingham right. bombing and things like that. Um, that's the only time that the administration stepped up and wanted to do something is when black people responded back. Right. And so I think that he spoke a lot for the black community in that sense. Like, yo, we're not really phased by this assassination because here's somebody who, or these people historically haven't done anything for us. And I feel like the way they explained it in the documentary was that it was a somewhat thoughtful response because he had a moment of silence before and had to think about what he was going to say because he had specifically said he wasn't going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't talk about it through his whole speech. And then when he got to the end of it, they opened up for questioning and somebody brought it up to him. And right. he knew he wasn't really supposed to touch on it in the first place. Right. And then what he said, I mean, they everybody took it as all bad, well, it, like yeah, that, and, like it was an ill. Like you said, he's a man that's very uh, meticulous with his words, you know, very right. powerful. He's one of the most powerful public speakers that we've ever had, um, you know, not just in our own community, but, you know, just in general, you know, U.S. history. And so when somebody like that leaves something like that open for interpretation, it's done purposely. Right. You have to believe that. Right. You know? I, that's what I'm saying. He was intelligent enough to know of course, how people were going to take that. But I don't think he thought it was going to go downhill with the nation the way that it did. No, because I think... Because he, he would have never did that. Uh, yeah, of yeah. course not. Because yeah, they said, that. what did he write? Like, a whole bunch... He wrote more than one letter trying to get back in contact with... With the nation. With the nation. Yeah, apologizing. After, after he was... Uh, yeah, exactly. Apologizing and after he was suspended from speaking. Um, Asking but, to get back in good graces and... They were just never answered. Right. Yeah. And it was something that, for me, it, t it hit me personally. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X was one of my favorite people in history. He's on my Mount Rushmore of people. Right. Um, I read his autobiography once a year. I've said that several times. You know, like, I have, I've, I've bought it several times. Like, if I ruin a copy, I have to immediately go out and get another copy. Mm -hmm. It's something I want to pass down to summer and I want her to read and be aware of. Mm -hmm. uh, but this documentary kind of shed light on a couple of different things that I wasn't really aware of. And it made me feel really uneasy uh, just because I, I picture Malcolm a, a particular way. Mm -hmm. um, but I never try to shy away from the truth. If these are the truths right. about someone, um, then let it be the truth. You know, I was thinking that when I was watching it, because everything is always from perspective, right? So right. it's like the person that that's shooting the film, the person that's talking about everything. I mean, he seems pretty objective, but at the same time, you know, he expresses like real love for him. So you're feeling like maybe the story he's telling is true because everybody has a different version. I'm sure if mm -hmm. the nation was to tell the story, it would be completely different. Right. But I thought it was really interesting or it was a good point that the dude made that like, oh, we, we have him on such a pedestal, you know, like we know he's one of the greatest minds mm -hmm. in the nation and they still haven't solved 
who really killed well, they, him. Yeah, because, I mean, why would you put resources into something that you really don't want to talk about or unearth or even bring truth to? Well, right? they said it was, like, among historians known that two of the men that were convicted did not, had well, nothing it, to do with it. it. It wasn't that it was proven that they had nothing but to do with it. But that's just what they accepted. But one of the guys that was, uh, and I forgot the gentleman's name, but he wasn't from the mosque that they were from. He uh, he got on the stand and he basically said, you know, testified these gentlemen had nothing to do with it. Now I, I look at that one of two ways, right? Either they really didn't have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. or he didn't want to further implicate anybody else. Absolutely, because, that's you know what, what I was saying? thinking. So they can have deniability, even right. if they were involved. Because they said first there were five people that were involved in the murder. They only accepted three, and you know, and and, per- and prosecuted three people. Well, they only people. found three. They didn't they never, find the they other. They didn't ones. search for. Yeah, ones. they didn't look for him. So it wasn't like they couldn't find him. They right. just We don't know. You know what I mean? And even mm-hmm. when the guy in the documentary. I forgot the, the detective's name, the white dude. And she was like, you know, do you believe that? And the guy said, you know, uh, it was proven beyond a, a beyond reasonable doubt. Oh, yeah, he got salty. He was he like got trying salty. to punk the lady. Yeah, he, he was got like, real salty real fast. Why would you ask me that if I put you on camera? Ooh. Yeah, he was like, you know, if you were sitting in front of the camera, would you ask that? You know, would you question that? And it seemed like he was just trying to use his might. But that, to me, uh, it just kind of cried of white supremacy. Because he knew his position within the New York Police Department. He knew his position. You know, he knows that this woman is not... And I hated the fact that it was he was speaking to a woman this way. That really bothered me. Mm-hmm. But um, it seemed like he was trying to throw his weight around. You know, you never right. know what someone's implying by, you know, the the manner in which they speak. You know, right. are, are you speaking to her in a threatening way? Because mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate when anybody talks to any woman that way. You know right. what I mean? Like, come on, you're speaking to a woman who may even feel powerless in the presence of men because physically she can't do anything. You're a police officer at that you're an authority figure. Right. You know, I I don't like it. It's, it's, it's Yeah, gross you were bothered. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking hate that. Because I hate when people threaten women. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, not yeah. even, like, jokingly. Like, don't do that. Yeah, his tone was just out of sorts at the end of the day for the question. It's a question, answer it. That's what you're here to do. Yeah. Right? So, um, leave it at that. But, I mean, we we have to finish it. I think we're on episode six now. I think it's, the, like, the last episode of the thing. I want to finish it. Um, I do want to say, you know, rest in peace to uh, Brother Malcolm X. Um, because mm-hmm. again, he's one of my favorite people in history. Right. Um, you know, and I, it, it this documentary touched me personally. Like I, I really was like, it's good. I'm glad that it was, it's out because it seems like it starts to get lost. Because you know, when you're raising a like past an age where something happens, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean the same thing. You know. Yeah. You get used to it just being a part of history. Oh, like he lived. He he was this great man. He died. But, you know, he had a family, you know, he had children, he has a wife. They still haven't really, even when they're saying they found who did it, they didn't find who did it. Right. You know what I mean? Or they haven't found everyone or who was responsible. So if you don't get the person that sends the shooter, it doesn't matter that you get the shooter. Right. You know what I mean? Or right, right, right. It, ma- it matters in a minuscule amount. Yeah, in a, like a, very little. You it's know like what I'm saying? It's like having a greater evil out there. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because what was the whole motivation behind that? Because he was too powerful? Like, or he was doing too too much for our community? And mm-hmm. was it us? Was it did we do was it this something that we did to us again or no? You know um, what I mean? So I hear you. Yeah. Uh I, I want to just highlight one thing. You know, when we talk about the strength of the black woman, we talk about uh no one really brings up Sister Betty. Yeah, his wife. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Sister Betty Shabazz. And she, uh, man, just for her to be able to speak into the cameras days after her, you know, husband passing. Yeah. You know, or his assassination. And for her to say, you know, um, you know, we know who did this. You know, he, Malcolm spoke on his, you know, his own death several times. You know, we, we got to catch the people that did this. Um, for her to even be speaking, you know, it's kind of like what I what we see now from like uh, Vanessa Bryant. You know, and people want people shoving cameras in her face and want her Waiting to say something. It's to like hear. you gotta wait. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And for them to be able to speak, again, women are stronger than us emotionally. Um, even though you guys can act super erratic at times, <laughs> um, you know, but they, but you guys carry a larger load than we do, you know? Mm. And, and I said this the other day on Facebook. I said, you know, we talk about mental health in the black community. We talk about the men a lot, you know? And we do need to, to do a lot of unpacking and a lot of soul searching. We do need that support. But just like the old saying goes, you know, like behind every strong man is a, a stronger woman, mm-hmm. you know? And so we really have to start talking about uh, the mental health of the women out here. Uh, I mean, I think that's something that's been talked about. I would argue that men's mental health is a lot more ignored, especially in the black community, because we expect you guys to be strong. But I do agree that, like, I think we need to give each other equal consideration. One's not more important than the other. You know what I'm saying? And that's as a black woman that loves black men, Mm -hmm. you know, and my father's black. When I have sons, they're going to be black. I want to talk to your dad about this. I love your your dad's opinions I know my dad's just wonderful. He's my favorite person in the world. I want to talk to him a lot about this. Yeah. But so I do, you know, I feel like I can't say that my mental health is more important than the person standing next to me. Here's the thing. I love that, and I love that. You know, I think the focus of women should be men's mental health. I think, you know, or the men, the men that she loves. Well, these right? are the people that we have relationships with, right? And so, that's you know, why I make my focus, exactly. you know, women's mental health, because like I, I check in on my sisters all the time. But we have a group chat. It's me, my mom, uh, all my sisters, and we talk all the time. You know, and I'm able to freely express how I feel, mm-hmm. and they're often, um, you know, because I, I, I fought depression hard last year. Right. And it was really hard for me uh, just to even wake up in the morning. And, and you know that that's a big deal to even say. Yeah. As a man, as a black man. Yeah, because, you know, you get called, I got called weak. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a I lot think, of times. you know, a lot of people have that perception of depression as mm-hmm. being weakness with men and women. You know what I yeah, mean? But yeah. definitely at the end of the day, mental, listen, don't get me started on depression. That's a chemical imbalance. This, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. When you're fighting it, it doesn't, you could be, you could have the best life in the world, yeah. you know, and everything be going right and have a cloud over your head. It's yeah. chemical. So it has nothing to do with weakness. I was, um, like I said, I was talking to my mom, you know, like I said, my sisters, uh, my one sister, especially a uh, princess, she's down in LA. She teaches, I think she's an eighth grade teacher. If I get that wrong, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Not, forgive me, please. <laughs> uh, you know, but she, she's, uh, I, I tell her all the time, you're shepherding children. Right. You know, you're helping raise these kids up, you know, and she's concerned about their mental health. So for her to have the capacity for all the students that she's, that she teaches. Right. And then for, you know, whoever her partner is. And then for me, you know, her brother and then for the rest of the family, it's like, you're carrying the burden. You know, I watched my mom falter last year. Hope she don't get mad at me. But right. you know, we lost my nephew last year. You know, my mom lost her best friend last year as well. Mm-hmm. It was a really tough year, you know, for her to have to continue on. You know, we don't. I have to ask my mom all the time, are you okay? You know, how are you doing? You know, but she asks us all the time as her children. And it's like, mom, you know, you have needs as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you get sad also. I want right. to make sure that you're okay. Take care of yourself sure too. Who checks you can't on you? take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first. Exactly. You well, know, you're not going mean, to be very good at it. But I think women are just conditioned to take care of us. And I mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're putting as much back into the women as, mm-hmm. as you guys are putting in us. You know, you guys... Yeah. You guys feed us spiritually daily. Yeah, um, you should. We have to make that a point. Like I, I was at my my friend uh, Trey's house last night. Trey's been on the show uh-huh. a couple of times. Trey and Tamise, they're married. They have a beautiful relationship. I love them. I love their family. Um, but I watched her ask him if he's okay. Check on him. Trey was stupid drunk last night. He was at home, so it was okay. Right. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but equally, you know, I watch him ask her if she's okay and do the things to support her. You know, like. I'm like, yo, let's go kick it. He's like, oh, I can't because Tamisa is getting off work and I know she'll be tired. And I have a duty know. to one another, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's and it's a beautiful thing. Like, I really yeah, want to highlight that. I mean, it's the same thing with Che and Bria. If you know Che, you know, I mean, <laughs> famously around here, Che, like, caters to her. And I think that's a very beautiful yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Um, I watched the same thing with 
um, you know, my friend Lonzel and, and his wife Brianna. Right. You know, like they love each other. You can tell mm-hmm. he does what he can to support her. You know what I mean? And it's beautiful to just see as an example. It's an exchange. That's what it's supposed Absolutely. to be. Because when you it's know, all on one person, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just a beautiful thing to be able to see, especially our peers, to remind us that, you know, there is love and there is protection, you know, and there is uh, support, you know. And at times there's even guidance. Right. You know, like all those yeah. things attribute to positive mental health. Mm-hmm. And so we have to continue that trend. Like we talk about black love. We got to keep that up. We got to keep it. I mean, yeah. if you date interracially as well, that's fine. Do your thing. You know what I mean? But whoever your partner is, the woman has to be supported in order for her to support you. Right. You know. And yeah. I'm speaking to these men out here. Um, and I know a ton of great men. I'm co-signing, you yeah. know, because I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> just, that just has to happen. You know what I mean? We have to, like, put ourselves in that position. Sorry. I've been in situations, though, where you feel like it's only going one way because you go to somebody to try to talk to them and they'll brush it off. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be all right. But then when they're ready to drop their load, you have to be, like, the most supportive person in the world. You know what I'm saying? And they think it's just because you're so strong and you do so good and you don't trip. Like, no, I'm personally the type that I don't talk a lot about. I have a couple people I'll talk to about how I'm feeling. And as soon as I see that that's not something that I can do with you, I won't do it. You know what I mean? So right. in a relationship, it's very important. Right. So absolutely. Um, we went off on a tangent. Always. That's okay. That's how we do it. So <laughs> get used um, to that. I do want to talk about Miss Jennifer King. Um, a lot of people aren't going to know that name. A lot of people who follow the NFL uh, are going to learn that name this upcoming season. Miss um, Jennifer King was actually, she just became the first uh, female co- black female coach in the NFL, she is an assistant coach. She'll be coaching for the Washington Redskins this upcoming season. I believe she was an assistant um, to some. I think she was an inter- coaching intern. She mm-hmm. was a coaching intern uh, for the Carolina Panthers at one point in time, and now she'll be working for the uh, Redskins. And uh, and that's super dope because we all saw the commercial um, of. Uh, hey, bro. <laughs> I was wondering when he's going to It's over. <laughs> leave, leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> and we're believe, in here loud. Leave bro alone. That's so funny. Super loud. I know. Um, but uh, like I said, you know, she'll be coaching this upcoming season, so it's really fucking tight. And I think we all saw the commercial, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the young lady who's coaching for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it seems like they're moving women on in there, huh? Which is dope, man. And I forgot yeah. that uh, uh, Becky Hammond, I believe. She was a um, WNBA player. She was coaching in the WNBA, and Greg Popovich was really progressive in hiring her to the staff of uh, San Antonio Spurs. So it's just women can do shit. Yeah. Let them do shit. You know what I'm saying? They do shit better than us most times. That's a big deal. Happy Black History Month. First black woman. First first black woman coaching in the NFL. That's super fucking tight. So shout out to Miss Jennifer King. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, But yeah, like I said, that's. Super tight, bro. She, uh, you know, like I said, she's a coach. Oh, I'm reading here. It wasn't the Carolina Panthers. It was the Carolina Phoenix. Was she a player at one point in time? All I know is that she's now doing her thing in the NFL, and that's super tight, and it's going to be great to see her. And I hope at some point in time we can get a chance to like, see her in person because mm-hmm. that's fucking amazing. Um, she was a championship basketball coach, too, at one point in time, so that's tight. Yeah, um, at that. yeah so shout out to her, man. Um, that's really dope. I want to highlight that. And then Ava DuVernay. I love her. Miss Ava. Ava DuVernay. I know she doesn't want to be called auntie, so I won't do that. Oh, she's a boss, though. She's filthy. She got tapped to do uh, the Nipsey Hussle documentary. Uh, so she I will thought be Nipsey's it. people put out. So did they really say that they're going to do it? Because I saw on Nip's page or somebody's page was saying that they're still having discussions about it. Is, that, is it in 
really in the works now. Yeah, I mean, as of a day ago. Why are they doing yeah, a documentary, good. though, and not a movie? I don't know, because you know what? I'm glad that they're doing a documentary, though, because... I'm, yeah, I'm glad doing a doc. I don't think I would want a dramatization of his life. Right. You know? Uh, and he deserves it. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. I was at a restaurant last night, two nights ago, uh-huh. and I was just ordering some food, and it was like the VH1 movie about Tupac or something. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's and not do that. When I look up, it's the scene of like Tupac getting killed on Las Vegas Boulevard, and I was like, yo, man, I'm just ready to go home now. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch this. So, watch this. And yeah. I don't want to see that for Nip. Right. I'm sure somebody will try to do that at some point in time. I and I mean, that, uh, let's just be honest, it'll be a part of it. They're going to highlight his death. We're going to see all that. But like, at least we get to hear before all that, the story of how his whole life went. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in, in, in a way where it's really just about him and people not adding in little shit here and there that people <laughs> might have said that are dramatized that didn't really happen, you know? Yeah. And Yeah, yeah see, and I, I don't want that for Nip. Um, no. Yeah. And, and shout out to his DJ, man, DJ VIP. Uh, we met, you know, I had an opportunity, the, the pleasure, the honor of meeting Nip on a couple of different occasions when he came here. Um, been able to shoot for him a couple of times. You know, like the first time I shot for him was at the, was it the Neptune? Was it, in, was it the Neptune? I don't remember. Oh, it was, I don't remember where it was. I think it was the Neptune Theater, though. Um, the first time I got a chance to shoot for Nip um, out here. And like I said, I connected with his DJ and he's super cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just dope, man. So I mean, I know VIP's been like he's been hurting his feelings. You know, really hurts this man. Who's not? Um, like, I'm still hurt. Yeah, you know, and shout out to Lauren London as well. You know, mm-hmm. like they, uh, she's been a little more public as of late. You know, they had the Puma collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then they were at the, the he won the Grammy. Mm-hmm. You know, him, him and Roddy oh, Rich. They look so sad. They did look sad. They look sad. They look disappointed. I would be too because it's like you know whether he's you know able to f- see it or not. From you know whatever, depending on what you believe, from where he may be right now. Right. But, you know he wasn't here to have that, and it, and it would be a big deal. You know, like that's the the point, the highlight of your career. You know, to get that award, and he's not here for it, and didn't win it the year before. He should have won. He was here, and you know, a lot of people talked about this at the time, and this is not to shit on Cardi at all, because you know, I think anybody who wins an award deserves to be. Yeah, good for yeah, her. Yeah, but we're happy for everybody who wins anything, you know. But um, it's Nick. I just think he had a better album. I mm-hmm. think J Rock had a better album, to be honest. with you. J Rock mm-hmm. had a better album than Cardi that year. But you know, we get it. You know, all the accolades and how much of a good look it is for a, woman, a black woman to win. You know, best rap albums. It's tight. So you know, right. happy for. And shout out to my guy Nikki Chulo, man, because he did the cover art for uh, for Cardi's album, so he gets a Grammy also. So that's right. super tight. But you know, I think Nick just had the better album, had the better body of work. You know, even though it wasn't as big commercially and all that type of stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, like I said, uh, Miss Ever Duran is doing the, the documentary. That's going to be tight. I, I love that because... Um, Her work is great. She did know. Selma, 13th, The Wrinkle in Time, When They See Us. So we can count on it being something that we're going to want to watch. Absolutely. And, and you she's going to do it well. The, the family's very involved. Um, right. Sam's gonna, you know, Black Sam is gonna make sure that a lot of stuff is is done right, you know. And I think that her, I think his kids are being listed as executive producers. Oh, really? Yeah. So all the royalties and all that stuff is gonna go oh, to right. the kids. That's, that's tight. Their yeah. sense of that family that's sense of business is mm-hmm. amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. He got them laced. Yeah. They so that's gonna be fucking right. tight. I mean, can mm-hmm. you imagine? You know, like your kid just getting residuals after you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, from all the work that you've done. Um, and I know that, you know, I mean, Nip's death obviously touched a lot of us, you know. I mean, a lot of people didn't have the, hadn't met him, you know what I mean? But, like, his impact is still felt. Well, just following his career, 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Because I um, remember the first time I heard Nip and was like, ooh, who's that? First time oh, I heard Nip was smart. on... Um, this nigga, what he's talking about. Bullets Ain't Got No Name was the first time I heard Nip. And then I heard... I, I didn't check back for him. I just wasn't checking for him. Mm-hmm. And I heard him on the marathon. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is tight. Mm-hmm. And you know who it was? I think it was. Was it Janelle Cordova? Uh, I think Janelle Cordova was like posting about him or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really started like digging into that. And then he did the uh, MGMT. He took the MGMT beat from... Um, I forgot what song that is, man. But he took the, he took one of the beats and he rapped over it. And I was just like dumb impressed. I was like, oh, this dude's tight. Yeah, the first time I heard him, I was impressed. It was just straight. Like, they was Kelly. Kelly Campbell. Kelly loved Nip. Oh, my she God. She got a video of her on stage with Nip. He pulled her on stage. And she I was there. The whole song. I was at that show. I shot that show. <laughs> yeah. I shot, and I sent her pictures from that. I had yeah. video footage of Kelly yeah. on stage. That's, That's tight. She loves Nip. And I was like, oh, yeah. Was that 2014, 2015, something like that? Something a long yeah. time ago. I have that footage of Kelly until my hard drive fucking blew out. But Oh, she has it. She posted online every once in a while. Yeah, I sent I sent her more footage from that. I remember when she, he brought her on stage. Did you see her jacket on her birthday? She had him on her back. Oh, this past year? Yeah. When no, we this went year to the thing? we went out. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah we it was on our jean jacket. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kelly, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, Kelly's great. I love her. She's wonderful. I love um, her, too. Her daughter's cute, too. She's gorgeous. I just said that. I just told her that the other day. She's a girl mommy now. She's so happy. Yeah, she had a boyfriend. She had two boys. Two boys, yeah. Two boys, yeah. yeah. Shout out to her, man. Um, where's Kayla at? Shit. Anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my boo, man. Uh, what else, man? What, we got? what else we got here on the docket? Um... Yeah, I wanted. Oh, so I ran into my guy last night, man. I wanted to talk, and I told him I was going to talk about this. Um, I ran into my boy Damon last night, um, and he is a cook, and he talks a lot about. Um, he was just putting me onto like a lot of different cooks and a lot of different chefs, um, you know, in the Seattle area. Uh huh. <coughs> so we were talking about a lot of chefs. I saw him on a light reel last night. I was coming back from downtown, kicking it with Dev. And he put me on so many different black-owned restaurants and so many black cooks. And I wanted to uh, take an opportunity to highlight those. Um, so what's the, what's the restaurant? Solaire? Have you heard of Solaire? No. Solaire um, is a restaurant. Uh, I think it's black-owned or, or maybe a, a bunch of black uh, chefs, chefs work at it. Uh-huh. Uh, he pointed out Eduardo Jordan. And Eduardo Jordan is a black man in the area. He owns Deep Dive and June Baby. Both restaurants that I need to check out. I think I followed the pages on Instagram last night. Um, he, he pointed out to me Rodney Hines. He okay. has the only black-owned brewery in the state of Washington. It's a Meter Brewing. Okay, so the engineer can chime in. Go ahead. Metier. Metier? Okay, he said last night, Met- I thought it was pronounced brewing. that way because of the way it's spelled. I'm looking at it now. Metier Brewing? Yeah, and to be honest with you, growing up in the Central District, there's no way I'd ever name some shit named Metier. So, you know, I mean, it, maybe it's from it's from their life experience or whatever. Okay. But they blacker than you. And oh. they got a brewery mm-hmm. and they making beer. And so we rocking with them. I'm yeah, rocking with them. Yeah. It's Metier. Metier And brewery. they actually, they make a custom beer for the Jerk Shack with the coconut something something brew. So the Jerk Shack got their own joint in a can now. I love it. So okay. if you, if nice. you want your tall can business... You can go get the tall can. So at the Jerk Shack or stores around downtown Seattle, there's the Black Stripe. Is the Jerk Shack black owned? Yeah, I that's Trailer Mom. Is it black owned? Trailer Mom. That's Trailer Mom tra- tra- no, from the turf, from the central. Went to Garfield so, High School. Did he go to Garfield High School? Did he go to Garfield High School? Maybe you get the fuck about the studio. <laughs> Hell yeah, he went to Garfield High School. Trailer Mom from the turf. 
You I know see, what I'm I saying? See repping. I see and, and you know he a Taekwondo black belt. So Is he? Talk, so go ahead and keep talking some shit about Trailer Ma if you want to. With his little itty bitty pinky finger, he'll kill all of us. All right, man. He's about talking shit. <laughs> no, man. Shout out. Shout out to bro, man. I didn't know that. Um, but I mean, you know, we talk about we talk about black excellence all the time. You know, and um, I did want to highlight that because, like I said, bro, put me onto so much shit last night. Just on the, just on a 15 minute light rail ride. From downtown to Othello, um, and then he he pointed me out to a, a woman by the name of Aaliyah Davis, and she owns Black Magic Sweets. Um, so you guys check that out as well. Um, who else? There was one other name that he said. Oh, uh, Matthew Lewis. Matthew Lewis owns uh, the Row Restaurant. There's all black owned. There's all black chefs, black creatives, and then for black, um, I don't want to say I don't want to say chefs because not chefs yet. But mm-hmm. people, you know, who who cook and cater, um, Ashley Preston, you know, uh, Kyle Allen, he has yeah. his business. Um, mm-hmm. Who else, man? Who else is making plates out here? Uh, Troy, what's Troy's last name? Damn, um, that's my guy Troy's last name, man. I'm so glad that you're doing this though. Killer Mike had a, a Netflix episode not that long ago where he was trying to just go find all black owned everything and only buy black to keep black money in the black community. You yeah. Know? Oh, I remember that. He episode. Has such, I remember that. that. He had yep. such a hard time. Uh, well, well, let me tell you this. You know what I'm saying? And I come in, uh, I come in Killer Mac, and I saw that episode. But I'm going to tell you this. Down south, they spread. You think we spread out? They really spread, really spread out. out. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell you like this. If you want to really get it popping, you come to the Central District, man. You go get you some breakfast over there at the spot. You go see the deaf chef. You can go over there. You know what I'm saying? To uh, to exclusive and get you some gear. You can go over to the postman and send you some mail yeah, or get you, you some go. news yeah. in the shout mail. Out to, shout out to You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's like it's all that you know what I'm saying. Shout out to here, D-Pick, man, man you you go out blood. you go out there and see telling over there. State Farm gets you some insurance. Insure you, your baby mama, and your mistress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All in one joint, man, and it's and it's everything. So so this what this what I'm saying is like man, man you can keep it popping over here in our neighborhood, man, and you can buy black all day long. You know what I'm saying with no issues. Because they talk about how money circulates through these different communities, and we spend mm-hmm. all we we're the top consumer. We spend the most money. We move around the most, but we feeding everybody else. We need to learn how to feed each other. So that's what I said, man. So I mean, in our communities, like I said, Ashley Preston, um, uh, Prissy A Hood. I forgot what her. I gotta look it up, but I'll put it out. Um, Kyle Allen. You know, we grew up with Kyle. He's mm-hmm. doing he's doing yeah, his places. Uh, mm-hmm. Soul Fiend Kitchen. I know that. Um, my guy Bean. And uh, Mark Williams, they have their truck over in, they have the vegan food truck over in Burien. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, Troy Taylor, um, Taylor made, he he does plates as well. And I'll put out all these things as well so people know how to go and support. I'll make sure I get their social media and stuff and I'll, I'll tweet it out. Oh, I'm not on Twitter right now. I deleted my Twitter. Oh, no. I put it on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and shit. Um, I mean, who else, man? I, I'm trying to think of. Oh, uh, why did you delete your Twitter? I just. My therapist told me um, to learn to... Yo. Uh, huh? Yo. My therapist. Yeah. I talk, he needs to go to a therapist. We should talk, all go to therapist. Yeah. My therapist told care. me to learn you to... We should all? Yes. Yeah. Everybody should. You should do it Absolutely. preventatively. Every-
you know, it's preventative care. I Take mean, what about yourself. people who don't have no issues? Just like happy to wake up every morning. No, that's for you. It's not you see, the, the stigma about therapy is that you, know you have to be going through something. And sometimes, you know, you might be doing something, but you can't really identify what it may be. Mm. Say sorry to in my motherfucking life ever again. There's someone who would ever get apologies from me just because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, but at the same time, that's a part of having accountability. Like, this is what my role was in the situation to just make right. it seem like you had, did, uh, like, I'm not going to play every, a victim role. Like, I'm a thousand percent. A victim from, from December of last year, maybe from no, I mean not last year, but uh, November twenty eighteen through maybe May of twenty nineteen, and maybe June possibly. I think it was right before my birthday when I had like my really big breakthrough. But um, I was a victim, you know. I never talked about the things that I did to contribute to my relationship failing. I Been always there, talked about yep. the things that happened to me because mm-hmm. I was still in a mindset where I was really hurt about a lot of the shit and mm-hmm. I didn't really fess up to, you know, a lot of things that I did to contribute to that relationship falling. Yeah. And or just ignored whatever somebody was telling you you did because I've done that too. Well, no. Nobody was telling me anything because oh. it just, I didn't have people around me that were going to hold me accountable to the things that I did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just wasn't that way. But mm-hmm. I did express a lot of hurt and a lot of anguish and so that was the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. This happened. And I didn't really come to grips with, you know, what I contributed. Now, some of the things that were put on me, I didn't do. You know what I'm but, right. but what I did do, I needed to be accountable for. Right. And I wasn't ready to do that because I was still living in that hurt. And the dangerous part about um, being hurt and being depressed is sometimes that becomes a comfort zone. Some people don't know how to function and be happy. Or move past it. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I mean, hurt. you've seen me lately. And I think you've told me this and I had someone else tell me this. Like, I'm so proud of you for being able to, you know, move past and be happy now and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and be progressive. But, like, for a while, like, that cloud was my friend. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that that dark cloud was my best friend. Like, yo, I don't – I'm not getting out of bed today because I don't feel like getting out of bed today. And I'm not, and I'm not going to work because I don't want to fucking go to work. Because yeah, just comfortable being stagnant. I'm, I'm sitting in this fucking bed and this cloud is here and, and I don't know how to function and I don't know what being happy will look like mm-hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about therapy, like therapy helps you not necessarily get the cloud off you all the way, but it helps you realize what that cloud is and gives you the tools to well, move past it. Well, I went it. just to figure out, like, why do I have this habit of doing this? And why am I putting myself in this situation? You helped me figure it out because my brain is telling me that I know better and I'm continuing to repeat these patterns. And if my smart ass can't figure it out, I know somebody else needs to tell me so that I can hear it. So somebody I can mean, you ain't got to have no damn master's degree to know. You just like it. Oh, see? You I mean, see? No, no. I'm just you know saying, what, though? Like, sometimes, on, you know what? On. That's Some, real shit, though. People won't admit that. I'll tell you. This, you like, I'll give that to you. Man, I, I'll take that because you know what? It's called. I used to date these crazy chicks who used to, to like become, break windows and shit well, like that. See, the listen, and, I don't like yeah, that shit. I don't like to have to act like but, that. But but it took me to realize it's like I'm transmitting. I'm transmitting and I'm receiving crazy brides that like to break windows and shank niggas and everything else. And I had to change my frequency. Yeah. Now it's cool. You can, go, you can go to a therapist and go and I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying like a lot of shit we do is like, we kind of know. It's like, yeah. Well, I won't say for myself know, I liked it, but well, I, know I know that know I was for, used to it. Yeah. I know I'll for Reese, that. Reese, Come on, man. As much crazy shit come to him, he, he know. <laughs> and you know, you put, like <laughs> you, know you said, you're putting out there to pull it in because you start to recognize shit after you've been through it enough where you keep it going. That's on you. So, but I, I just feel like it's a useful thing. I'm an advocate for therapy, so I'll never tell nobody that you shouldn't go and it don't matter. You feel what I'm saying? Because I just think that, like, just 
as black people in general, we have a lot of trauma in life. And like we can say we don't or we don't believe in it, but I could give right. you like some textbook answers to some of the shit that people be telling me. And yeah, that's trauma. And you should go talk to somebody and, and help figure it out for yourself to move past it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that you can function at your highest level. High, so that you can be your yourself. Yeah, you at your highest that. frequency. Because what you do is when you're hurt and you're traumatized, is you go around and you hurt and you traumatize other people. Well, they said that the worst, the worst type of victim is a victim that creates more victims. But hurt most people, people do. Hurt people. Most people yeah. do. Exactly. Hurt people hurt yeah. people. I think, so I mean most and that's why when you we were talking before you were like, you know, how come you're not so <laughs> God damn it. Oops. Nah, okay. <laughs> nah, we're, gonna go. we're gonna go there. We're gonna do it. Uh Fuck it. No. <laughs> so if you know me, man, I surround myself with a lot of women a lot of, you know, a lot of times. I, I I try not to dig myself into these deep emotional relationships as of late. Because I don't want to lead anybody on. I don't want to, you know, do anything that's damaging to another person. Um, I don't want to create a victim, right, of my behaviors and, and things like that. Uh, <laughs> I was about you, to say, you, you try not to get into these emotional situations because you're, you're a love man. You love love. I the love hell? love. The I hell? love love. Absolutely. I would never hear you say you ain't trying to be in no emotional situation. Shit, I I'm try not to. Not to. <laughs> I've had conversations <laughs> with women. Lately, or over the past year, last year You're I was trying like, not to teeter a line. Well, I, I tried not. I mean, I dated last year, you know, and I've been dating uh, this year as well. But I, I tried not to like delve myself into an actual relationship because I, I wasn't able to give all that I possibly could. I was yeah. still stuck on stupid. You know what I'm saying? And, oh wait, I don't want to mean that as an insult to anybody else, but I was still in a in a, in a place where I couldn't give what I should have been able to give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try not to lead anybody on or down a path. You know what I mean? Where I know I couldn't possibly go. And right. so, but again, that's trying to hold myself accountable in certain situations. So there were women that were coming around. I know they wanted to invest more in me and I wouldn't allow them to. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart, I'm not going to be shit to you. And I Pay attention when a nigga tells you he's not shit. He means that shit. I meant it. Absolutely. <laughs> he means it. So later on when you're mad, be mad at yourself because he told you. He told you. I believe yeah. that. I mean, but you, we, and we talked about the situation I tell you, recently. you got to pay attention to what people are telling you when you don't think they're paying attention. But if they tell you outrightly that they're not shit, they're not shit. They're not shit. I'm they're not, not shit. shit. I don't know why women like you. You know? I'm not shit. He said, I know they like <laughs> I'm not sure why women like me. I'm not shit. I talk a lot. <laughs> and I got fat, too. So it's really just a thing. <clears throat> you are not fat. That's so funny. <sighs> you know what? I wore this shirt on my 30th birthday. I wore it to the ETC. And it fit a whole, whole different lot way. lot different. Way different. I Listen. still love this shirt, though. My I fuck with it. Um, but anyway, but my point is. Um, Your point is you haven't been dating, so that. My bad, I got this. I seen you. Like, Ooh. wait, pay attention. That's a tight text. Shut up. That's kind of lit. Oh anyway, my God, uh, nigga. but my point is, I, I wasn't able to do that, you know what I mean? And because I wasn't really healed myself. That's what I've been doing. I had a lot of shit to get over. And, and you've and, seen me. Yeah. We've been together. Yeah. Like, and, and I had a lot of shit to get over myself. And I feel like that's a big deal. Like, first of all, let me just get out of that mind frame so that I'm not holding you accountable for some shit that I went through that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Plus, I can't really be who I want to be if in the back of my mind I got some other shit going on that I'm thinking about, about this nigga that I was with. I can't even love you right. I can't right. love you right while I'm still stuck on the last not, person that I was to. with. And I, yeah, and, I'm not going to. and I don't really want to. Like, I don't want to go into a situation where I'm not over somebody that I was in love with right. at that situation. And why would I want to do that? Because I'm not going to be all the way in here. You know. I I realized that because in the time, oh God, I do it again. Fuck it. All right, I'll go on the ledge. Fuck it. It's me. <laughs> even like 
having sex. Because you go on ledges, nigga. I do, I yeah. Go on. I live on ledges, it's nigga. Me. And I'm afraid of heights, <laughs> which is crazy. Me. I don't know why you keep trying to do this pause. Fuck it. Look, Shoot. Uh, <laughs> so, I, even like sexually, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't able to perform at my best because I wasn't there all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, sex became, but before with me, sex was like this really emotional thing that I could really tap into and like mm-hmm. give my all. And I'm filthy at it. Oh, like, that's he not, said I'm filthy. No, I'm, I'm definitely good. I'm, I do my thing. <laughs> but <laughs> what I realized is like, you know, like I wasn't there. And I that wasn't, wasn't that. a thirst trap. Don't worry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm fat, niggas. Niggas don't like me. Uh, my ears small now, though, so it's like... Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I will say, like, I wasn't able to give my all because I wasn't really healed from some of the shit that I had been through. You know what I mean? And I wasn't able to put into it what I would love to have put into it. Um, so, you know, it just it just kind of was what it was. Hold up, fam. Just just because the twins ain't here and really VIP and all that. But if they was here, they'd be like, nigga, healed from what? Like, what are you talking about? You wasn't healed. Nah, and I'm just saying because yeah. I'm throwing them the oop because you know if they was here they would really say that to you like man what is you talking about you healed nah, from well, when when you when you talk about the issues that we dealing with on the streets and all your colleagues and everybody else is going through some other stuff and you talking about like you know what I'm saying my heart got like a fracture of a tenth of a percent and the next dude's <laughs> homeless out there you know what I'm saying him and Big Mama and them and they and and they baby who got spotted for the is sitting out <laughs> out the cold and you talking about you healing like I don't know like I mean yeah. shit like I mean you got see, to explain that fam therapy too because it's like you can't you can't really you can't really diminish what somebody else has been through you know what I'm saying you can't no you can't nah you can't well not because you can't look at how somebody else went through what somebody else went through and you can't say what it means to you you know what I'm saying right you can't measure somebody else's pain. Yeah, exactly. You can't measure somebody else's shit no, and then say can't. that it doesn't add up to what I've been through. Like, yeah, because imagine doing that in a relationship. Tra- comparing trauma is the worst shit you can fucking do. Yeah. Like, my nigga, People only know stop. it as bad as they know it. And all the twins are not here, and I'm not about to tell nobody, look, look oh, yeah, never go. Look, I don't know. Maybe my shit was worse in my mind, but I would never say that out loud. Here's the thing. And we I wouldn't to, even measure, like like you said, I'm not going to measure not it. To like, pain. what you've yeah. been through is what you've been through. Yeah, and if and it fucked you up, that shit fucked you up. That's just what it is. Man, I never thought that I would have some of the, the, the depths that I've had, you know what I'm saying, emotionally and, and shit that was triggering all that. Like That's why I deleted my Twitter. I love Twitter. I well, love talking I shit, spouting shit back and forth. Me and Sahila watched The Wrinkle in Time yesterday, and you know, there's that part where they're like the the, uh, the ladies quoting authors and shit. That's how she talks, and so yeah. it was the wound is where the light enters. So you mm-hmm. go, Rumi said that. So I guess it's just you go through shit so you could grow through it, and that's the positive side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so of whatever course. it is yeah. that you had to deal with, you had to deal with to get to a better place and be a better person. It's just what it is. That's not what this podcast is supposed to be about. I know. When That's I you. Quit talking about. Well, session. I think it's easier for you to do that by accident when I'm here because I tend to have that effect on people. Yeah, you're a mom. I've Sorry. said that since we was like 16, bro. I was like, Hala was meant to be the mom. It's a healing spirit. My best friend calls it. So I just be talking. And yeah, I'm nah. Like, yeah, Hala is a. I guess that's since we I've been a mom since I've been a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Hala's so. a mom. I, and you know what's crazy? I see like the In patience that you have with Sahila. Oh, you, you think I'm patient? Yeah, nigga, I, that's like something that I have inner dialogue with myself about all the time. I thought why she do her hair earlier, and you were talking about her moving around and, and things like that. And fam, I no, I wouldn't have been able to do it like that. <laughs> I'm not mad. Even when you talk to her, like you're really, you're really gentle. Mm-hmm. I love her. Excuse me, and I'm like, I'd have been like, man, shut up. She's my light. Sit down. Like mm-hmm. was summer the other night, right? So okay, give you guys. <laughs> so we all went out to Island Soul the other night, right? Summer had the I worst don't know joke. What was in? I don't know what got to summer the other night. 
Oh my god! And people tell me all the times, like, but what can you expect? She's your kid. She's gonna talk a lot, you know. But no, she had been going on this for like two days though. So this Summer wasn't something was, that she just started that night. Summer was talking, talking boy, about nothing though. And I was like, Summer, what are you even talking about? And maybe your, it was my lack of sleep. Your irritation level was like all the way up here. That shit was so funny. Fam. But you did a good job. You kept it contained. He's like texting me like, nigga, I really want to stay calm. I want to say something, but I'm not trying to ruin Valentine's Day for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, because that's my baby, man. And I, and I love Summer to death. And I want I want her to know that her dad loves her. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and, I, and I support her through anything. Right. But there's sometimes where your kid just talks a fucking lot. Summer was talking. God damn it. And I was like, I want to tell her to shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know what she was talking about. And Summer's been on this this thing lately where... Like, she wants to joke a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, someone inside, she wants to be a stand-up comedian. Like, I see it in Literally. Because she like, was like, <laughs> just tell the story, hurry up. So, so she's, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So she's just talking, and I text. I had to sit down. We were waiting to be seated, and I told Hannah, like, I don't want to tell my kid to shut the fuck up, but I'm ready to tell my kid to shut the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. she's fucking talking. So we get through dinner, and she's making all these jokes, and I'm just like, bro, you're not funny. Mm-mm. People. Be real with your kids when they're not funny. Like, so we're talking fuck. about Pagliacci's. We're talking about how to pronounce Pagliacci's. Because it's no G, even though I just said the G again, because I've been saying that shit my whole life. So anyone that doesn't know. It's Pagliacci's, supposedly. In the Italian Says language. Zero. If you say, everybody knows the line, you know, real niggas moving, real G's moving silence like lasagna. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's real. Like, it's when you true. listen, when you hear lasagna, I mean, it's not I was silent. Like, I don't believe and I had to tell Summer at the same time, it's, it's lazy to say the G is silent. It just makes the Y sound, right? Like, yeah. when you hear like lasagna or gnocchi. Yeah. Like, that's how it's pronounced. So, when we talk about Pagliacci's, right, it doesn't make the same sound, but it's silent still. Right. And you made a reference. I made a reference to Clown Pagliacci, who was a fucking. Oh, my computer frozen right now. He said it was like one of the be- the biggest comedians in the world. Like he was a clown. Pagliacci was a clown, and fucking I don't and I don't even know if it's like a real fucking thing, but like you know, Pagliacci. If you know what you fucking know it, man. Fucking right. read read Watchmen. God damn it. So and make a joke about the great clown Pagliacci. Anyway, so I'm telling Summer, I was like, you know, Pagliacci was a clown. Pagliacci was a clown, and she goes, Oh, you mean like Danny DeVito? And it was such Nigga. a bad joke that and Daryl had already been talking this shit that I just busted out laughing. And not because it was funny, but it was like, what did you just say? And Dog, I, I s- laughed for like five, the oh whole ride home. Like, God. I could not stop laughing. And she's like, so was it funny or not? And I was like, no. Like, don't and, ever and, do. And here's, don't say that. Every- <laughs> and it wasn't funny. <laughs> here's the thing, man. I try not to like cuss on my kid. I try not to. I try. I really try. <laughs> And this is the problem with split households because everybody's not on the same page at all yeah. times. So don't, if you have a kid with someone, don't break up with them, work it out, get married, all um, that shit. Sorry. Or don't have kids. That's my them. stance on it. It's, mm-hmm. Kids are inevitable. Sex is going to happen. Unprotected sex is really going to happen. Niggas is fucking without condoms out here. All right. I don't, <laughs> nobody likes condoms. We're not fucking protected oh, all the time. Oh, God. We're Wear not- condoms. Don't have babies with niggas you don't want to marry or females you don't want to have your seed. It's serious. It's real. We're not. We can talk about that next We're time. Not. Shit. Doing that today. Don't do it. Oh, I want a baby so bad. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. I want up. a baby so bad. So, anyway, we going to keep it moving. Me too. You I want a baby. Crazy? Too. I, can keep the, I can keep the kitchen clean. I just can't clean my room. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's... It, nobody has to see your room, so it's okay. But I'm you... not fucking right now, so nobody's seeing my room anyway. Oh, it's the dry season. Me either. Self imposed, though. Yeah, same. Yeah, i just been. Okay. Anyway, but summer's not funny, and <laughs> and I love my kid. That shit was not funny. My nigga is smart as shit. But it was funny because shit. it wasn't funny. It was but like she, tragically funny. Fam, she said, 
That shit was so <laughs> Like funny. Danny DeVito? He said she, he was like one of the biggest comedians in the world or stand-up. It's like stand-up. He made some type, but was also known as a clown. So he made it like, like, where the fuck does Danny DeVito come into that? I said, but who the fuck told you Danny DeVito was a comedian? That I said, Matilda's so, dad? Dog. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I and then, But then she caught an attitude, though. And she right, because like, she was embarrassed because I was laughing too hard. And that's something I've realized that happens a lot with young women. It's like, you know, their, their place in society. Because a lot of times, young women don't have a place to be embarrassed, right? Niggas act, but dudes crack on each other a lot differently than females do. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's I definitely told someone she wasn't funny. And I was like, fam. She was like, was that funny? No, it was not. But I think you do good with Summer. So, I mean, like, every, try, and so I look at some of my nerves from here to there, from here to there, you know, and time to time again, it happens. It, but patience is just something that I really tried to, because I'm not a patient person yeah. at all. Like, in general, I'm just not very patient. Yeah. I want to get right to it, figure it out, do whatever the fuck. Like, when I tell you to put your shoes on, hurry up. Get them on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Like, I, that's right. just how I am. So I, that, it's nice to hear you say that I'm patient because yeah, I, you're definitely a lot more patient than me. Um, I want to wrap this up. There's a couple things we got like five minutes left. I know O's gonna fucking kill us. Um, but last, a couple things I want to touch on. We went to the XFL game yesterday. It was fucking lit, man. Shout out to the Dragons. They won yesterday. They need to bench Brandon Silvers because he has to be benched. This nigga, bro, is not. Get this nigga out of here. He's a quarterback for the for the Dragons. That nigga had 80, 82 yards passing yesterday. And 68 of those yards came on one pass. We got to get that nigga out of here. Point blank period. Put in BJ Daniels. He's a former Seahawk. He, the, everybody in the city loves him. Put that I nigga in. I have no comment because I'm not the one to talk to about sports. No worries. No That's worries. why niggas need to be here when I'm here. And you, you really want to talk about here. this kind of shit because. Um, then there's uh, my cousin, my cousin Marvin. He's been on the show as well. Um, he put me on to, uh, do you know what the Hump Film Festival is? No. The Hump Film Festival is a sex-positive film festival. It's coming to Seattle, March 13th and 14th. <laughs> tickets are... It's not coming to Seattle. It's coming to Bellingham. Uh, March 13th and 14th. Uh, his girl bought him tickets. Oh, it's coming to Tacoma, too, in, on April 4th. Mm. So it's... A, oh, it's actually coming to Seattle, May 9th. Okay, oh. wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Oh, wait. So they're traveling everywhere. Seattle. Yeah, so they're... So they'll be in Bellingham, uh, March 13th to 14th. Uh, it'll be in Tacoma, April 4th. And then it'll be in Seattle on May 9th. But that's just a rescreening of last year's festival. Doesn't matter. Sex Positive Film Festival. Um, so I got a couple friends that I actually be here. I hit up uh, a couple people that I know that work in the entertainment industry or adult entertainment industry. They'll be here. They'll be doing their thing. They'll make appearances and shit like that. I think it's twenty bucks a ticket. Um, it's a porn festival, but it's like actual, you know, fucking um, films. You know, porn films. Like actual films though, like full length feature films. So that'll be tight. Um, what else? Uh, fucking, sorry, not fucking, not to have it. Oh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Cun running for city council? Shout out to Big. I guess I have to now. Can you please? Shout out to Brett. It ain't even like I'll be like, nah, dog. Oh, what talking about? All right, so so today, wow, I sound really great right now. I wish you guys could hear how far I sound. So today. Uh, yeah, my my um, older brother Khan announced that he's running for the 37th district uh, in the House of Representatives here in uh, Olympia. And so they kicked it off tonight. Oh, it's in Olympia. Well, yeah, I mean, it's in the legislature. You know, oh, I, I thought he was running for city council. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can you clarify? Nah. That? So all right. So he's not running for city council or King County Council. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's running for the legislature, you know what I'm saying? It sits in Olympia. So, you know, 
I mean, he's already a big dog, but you know that make him a really big dog to sit down there. You know what I'm saying? Representing the 37th district, which is the central district, the south end, all the way in the written and Tuck Willis. So, man, that's like that's like almost all your listening audience right there. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you'll see Shikundi Salisbury on the ballot soon. Get your ass out and vote. And if your excuse is I'm a felon in the state of Washington, if you're a felon, you can still vote. So get your ass out and That's vote for Shikundi Salisbury, District 37. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit your ass on the sideline, man, and be on that funny shit. Get your ass out and vote. So, Kun is one of the people that has been really instrumental in my life and my my step in entertainment. Kun's hired me for so many different events. And you can't be in Seattle and not know who Kun is. Everybody knows who yeah. Kun Love is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even want to say a lot of his accolades because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, C-Spot, you know, Ciroc, parties, all that, everything. Black Santa, something Black that he Santa, does, he does for the he does black does community every year. Absolutely. Every year. Um, yeah. Kind of just been a stable in our community. And I feel like we actually owe him a vote, you know, for all the Absolutely. good the goodwill that he's I put agree. into our community. Uh, Love Kun, like I said, he was one of the first people to hire me. He and Jay Moore were the first people to actually put dollars in my pocket for photography or any type of videography. Uh, and he's, he's, he was able to coach me up and even give me some tough love at times. Um, so, Love, bro, uh, I will be voting for him. You should as well. Um, we got to get out of here. Uh, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. Thank you for having me. Of I'll course. be back. Absolutely. Oh, you got anything? What I got is like, man, stay engaged, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great thing that's going on out here. Your podcast, other people's podcast. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Stay engaged. Listen, agree or even disagree. But the whole point is like, man, this is a conversation for the people. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they need to stay engaged with the people. That's all I got to say. So just, uh, you guys have the opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to us on all the platforms that you guys listen to us on. You know, if it's SoundCloud, if it's Spotify, if it's uh, iTunes or Apple Music or whatever it is, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That is definitely pertinent. And leave a comment, please. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, but this is episode 62 of The Reese Show. Um, we will be back, like I said, really probably back next week. We appreciate everybody listening, and we are out of here. Adios. I'll make sure I, I edit that out.